Welcome to Shadow Work is a Bitch podcast, where we step into our authentic self, standing strong in acceptance of our shadow and our light within. I'm Sarah Rose, and I'm your host. I come from a lineage of psychics. I'm a Reiki master teacher, death doula, shadow work expert, and mentor extraordinaire at Diamond No. I've been on this awakening journey for over a decade now. We are going to share laughter, tears, frustration, and joy while we take this unfiltered look through the experiences of healing our core belief systems, of going through inner child work, what it's like to step into self-wholeness, removing our conditioning from the minute that we are conceived up until now, and what it's truly like to change those thought patterns as we step into and find our authentic self, all the while maintaining this 3D existence. So join me as we get real with who the fuck you are. Hello, welcome to another episode of Shadow Work is a bitch. Yes. (laughs) It is. It's so true though. It, It really can be. When we are integrating and coming to these full awareness of who we are and what we are not, even though we were told we were, well, living this 3D existence with our partners, with our children, with co-workers, with our boss, with our caregivers and relatives. It is, it is like, it is a massive whirlwind because you are living in your energy, but you're also residing in other people's energy. And then you're just removing these layers, like pieces of an onion with yourself. And sometimes it's like you're getting hit in the head with something, or sometimes it feels like it can't even get out of bed. And that's why I've created this podcast. That is what we are here to talk about. We are here to really integrate what we are learning about ourselves while still maintaining this 3D existence. So we have been talking about a series called Death and Rebirth. The first ever episode was about the transition of our loved ones from this physical plane, from this 3D reality. The second one was about our death and rebirth when it comes to transitioning out of relationships when this person is still living in that physical 3D reality. So this is like breakups. These are disconnections with our caregivers, with our parents, with cousins, with aunts, with coworkers, whatever it is. So go back and listen to both those episodes. You are going to find so much information in regards to all of that and how that, I guess I would say, like lights a freaking fire under your ass in regards to healing and integrating and evolving in your life. Today, our third episode is focused around healing through the next generation. This is rebirth. This is the death and the rebirth of ourselves 
while interacting with the next generation. This is your kids, whether they are biological or not. These are children. We're talking about the children around us that stir up things within us, in our subconscious. Our subconscious is 95% of our conscious thought. That means that our core belief system is creating our reality. So if we are not in a firm and stable and secure core belief system, if our foundation is rocky, if it's falling apart, if you look at it like the 401 or a major highway where there's accidents all the time and the, you know, you've got potholes you're driving over, then you're, that's your core belief system. And then what happens is that belief because this is the five steps of creation, everybody, that belief then creates that emotion within you, right? And then it moves into your actual vibration and what you're vibrating out, that frequency, your auric field. And then we're pushing it out into the perception of how you see the world. And then it creates that outcome of what you receive back. So we want to dive into this. We want to talk about how children, the next generation, create that death and rebirth within us. I see this within myself with my kids. I have a daughter and a son. My son is high-functioning autism. My daughter is now a teenager. <laughs> so I... I just, I had this understanding, it clicked within me and I was like, I need to share this with everybody. There was just this click when I started talking about the death and rebirth process. And I was, I'm working with these clientele one-to-one in divine alignment sessions. And some have kids and some don't, but most of them are around kids. And I I just had this moment of realization that these these kids are here to awaken things within us. They are here to help us look at our shadow so that we heal. Because when we heal and we heal that core belief system, like I said before, with five steps of creation, if we were to take that, you know, that highway full of potholes and, you know, and not just slap um, like a little piece of tar over wherever that, that hole is. But if we were to gut it, okay, and start from scratch and create a beautiful foundation, then we are moving and changing that belief system. We are changing that emotion that we have, that we are vibrating at, that we are perceiving life through and the outcome changes. Therefore, you're not only healing yourself, your generation, you're actually healing the next generation. Now, how did I come to really recognize this? <laughs> it all starts with ourselves, right? I, I wanted to talk about shadow work because I didn't see it really talked about in detail in podcasts or, you know, on TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> But there was, it was always fluffy, but life isn't fucking fluffy. Life isn't rainbows 
all the damn time, okay? We don't see through rose-colored glasses all the time. In fact, most of us see through a distorted lens. We see through smoke in mirrors. We And mirrors are what, what is reflecting back to us. Remember that. So if you're struggling with someone that is an, of a next generation, you know, younger than you, then that is mirroring something back to you within yourself that needs to be healed. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about my journey today and use the examples from some clients that I have in divine alignment. And we're going to dive into how this, how the next generation really does provide us the opportunity to release and move into a higher evolution for ourselves individually. I am a firm believer that whoever is around you that is younger than you, and we're just going to focus on kids right now, okay? So anybody that's considered a kid, even teenagers or kids, let's be real, they are there to teach you something. They are there to awaken something within you. I try to lift up my blue light glasses and do this without my glasses on because they're distracting me. But they're there to to teach you something. Now, in order to understand this a little more, we got to dive a little deeper into that subconscious, into the unconscious thoughts. So when we are conceived all the way up to age nine, this is where our core belief system is created. What we perceive, what we receive, what is, you know, and what we give out and how that is received. All of these things create that, that highway for you. And you then live your life in that unconscious thought that creates that conscious thought, okay? Therefore, I believe that your children, the children that are around you, are there for you for a reason. For me, I believe that the, whatever age they're at, there is something to discover within yourself at that specific age. So my child just turned eight. My daughter just turned 14. Therefore, <laughs> I am being bombarded in a way, to be honest, with memories, lots and lots of memories that are coming to the surface at the age of 14, as well as the age of eight right now. When my son was born, I remember being so damn sad. And there was this, this postpartum part of me, and there was this lack of control within me like not feeling like I could control things, not feeling like I could control my emotions. Now, regardless if I am an empath and I have, you know, my psychic abilities, my gifts, whatever, we all know that there's mirrors, okay? So when I know about my childhood at the age of when I was born was 
actually how I was feeling when my child was born into this world. Actually, you know, through that conception all the way out into, you know, first day of birth within this 3D reality. Looking back, I can see that that was my actual inner child. That was a part of me that needed to be healed. So if you're going through postpartum, I want to ask you, how aware are you of yourself? If you're listening to this already and you're in postpartum or you've just had a baby, amazing. At least you're not waiting like 10 years down the road to really recognize what's happening because it took me up until this, the eight, my son was five, six, when I, when I really became more self-aware, when I started to really understand what was happening around me and also understanding that something wasn't balanced, something wasn't right within me and the way that I was being or being perceived or putting out into the world was not matching anymore. There was something wrong something needed to be realigned. I needed to evolve. I desired and required to evolve and I couldn't hide from it anymore. So I want you, if you're in postpartum, take a look at how were you born? What did your parents go through during that nine months, even during that year? You know, was it hard for them to conceive and then look into how was it when you were born? What was, what was it like for your parents? What was it like for you? And then look how that is mirroring into your life. Is that a direct reflection of the child that you're holding, that you're feeding, that you're changing, that you're providing all of these needs to? In fact, you might even be overcompensating, which is a reflection back to you about how your needs were not validated, nor were they met growing up when you were born, directly when you were born. Maybe your parents, your caregivers struggled. Maybe your mother struggled with postpartum, whatever it is, but that is that reflection. They are the reflection of your inner child that needs to be healed. I can 100% guarantee you that there are times where you overcompensate as um, a caregiver. We're just going to say caregiver. So whether you're a parent or an uncle or an aunt, whatever it is, a grandparent, whatever, whoever you are in that relation to that child, it could just be a caregiver or a teacher. I was a child and youth worker, youth worker once. So therefore, I was basically like a mom to... I believe it was like seven or eight girls all at once. And they they ranged from the age of seven all the way up to like 16. So that was fun. <laughs> Little did I know then that they were actually reflecting pieces of me that I was not healing because I was not as aware as I am now. So postpartum, we talked about that. Now we're going to move into just living your life and how that reflects back into the way that your kids send to you. I'm going to talk about something that I've noticed in the last couple of weeks with my son. So, um, you know, when people like say like helicopter parents, <laughs> okay, I never considered myself 
a helicopter parent. But I'm going to be honest, I was a helicopter parent. I actually still am mentally in my head, a helicopter parent. And here's why. This is what clicked for me. My child has never been through an unsafe situation with me. I have never had a traumatic event with my son in regards to something that created an unsafe situation for him. If I, like I had, I've had car accidents. Um, I've, you know, had unsafe situations with my ex-spouse, but my son was never in that current situation when it happened. We went swimming the other day and the waves are really choppy. Okay. Um, but I had my spouse with me and I had my daughter with me and I was like, I, I realize how much I hold my breath when it comes to my child um, with him doing things. I hold my breath. My body gets tense and I get anxious and I go immediately to the worst fucking possible outcome for my child. So he's on this little boogie board and my daughter is, you know, holding on to it but not holding on to it. She's trying to get him to be a little bit more independent, but the waves are really choppy. Okay. And he's not on the boogie board properly. And she's trying to get him to, she's like, just get on the boogie board properly. Right. So he's trying to move, but it's not working. And all I could visualize in my head is this freaking wave coming up and him getting sucked under the undertow. Like I was like losing my damn mind inside, but I was like, you need to be patient because she's got this. And also my spouse is there. So like, why am I flipping out? He falls, okay? He falls off the boogie board and gets like into the waves and then he gets pulled out and he's like, and he's okay. But I'm like, oh, I'm freaking out, right? And my spouse is like, you need to relax because I am actually reflecting something onto him that I didn't realize was still inside of me. And here it was. So he got out of the, he got out of the the lake and my, my spouse followed him out. He's like, I'll go. Like you stay in the water. And there I am recognizing that at his age and even younger, I had a problem with the water. I had fear when it came to water. When I instantly went under the water, I had a hard time breathing. In fact, when I used to like play in the water with my cousins and we would rough house or whatever, or I was in the water, like in a lake, uh, anything that had me under the water, I felt like I was being suffocated or like I couldn't breathe. Right. Um, it was a scary situation for me. Therefore I am projecting that onto him he's never had that before he has never said that he was afraid of the damn water and here I am going through the fact that I am projecting my own core belief system about the fear of not being you know that being the fear of death really and the fear of being out of control and I'm projecting it onto him when he's never experienced that part of fear before when it comes to water so and then I'm standing in the I'm standing in the lake and instead of looking at the beautiful sky and just what's around me and listening to my daughter who's having a full-out conversation with me I am literally like laser eyes in the water watching my child run from a little portion of the beach all the way to the other portion of the beach and then I talked to myself and I was like oh okay helicopter parent <laughs> You have a spouse over there who is watching him. What makes you think he lacks responsibility? Has he ever shown you that he cannot watch your son? 
or however I want to call it. And that's when I had to really back up the bus and recognize that it wasn't my son that needed the extra attention. He, he had the attention. He had a responsible caregiver with him. It was me that felt that I lacked that. My inner child was telling me that this is something that needs to be looked at and released within me. This is something that is in my core belief system about needing to not having those needs met for me, not being shown that I could be kept safe, not being shown that my feelings were valid while I was younger, right? So that is what I mean about our children. These, this next generation is showing us what needs to be healed within us, how we as a human need to evolve, evolve in this 3D existence. So that was a wake up call for me. I want you to think about your, your day-to-day life or a specific time and allow it to just come to you a specific time where you felt like you couldn't breathe a specific time around a child where you felt that way, where you felt tense. Maybe it's during your day-to-day thing. Maybe it's not just a specific situation. You're just recognizing that's just the way it is for you at this moment while you're taking care of a child. And I want you to ask yourself, how old is that child? And dive deeper into your own inner child and ask, what is it at that age that is being reflected back at me right now. It's amazing how much the five steps to creation, five steps of creation is constantly reflected back to us. We have this opportunity to evolve every single day. But at the same time, we need to start looking at it from a place of wonderment and not from a place of fear. We need to breathe. We need to live. It doesn't mean that every single situation that you have with your child or interaction you have with a child, every single millisecond is a way to heal. It's not, okay? It's not just diving deep into, okay, now I know um, this belief. Is there any more beliefs? Like like constantly digging into the deep abyss. We don't want to do that. What we want to do is look at it. We don't want to spend too much time there. And then we need to ask our inner child, what is it that we can do to help move through this? What can I do for you? Right? And then we want to look at, okay, how can I learn from this child that I'm working with that I that I love that, you know, I wake up with every day and How can I learn from them? And what kind of playful wonderment can we get into today? We don't want to have this burden of wanting to not repeat patterns from our parents. It is a burden. When we live that way, we overcompensate as a parent in many ways. We might even do things for our children, like constantly meeting their, like constantly doing things for them. I've seen this, okay? And I especially, I see it, (laughs) I've seen it with a client who, 
she she didn't have her needs met as a child and it was just the way that it was she grew up that way um in fact these are her grandkids that she now looks after on most days because the parents work so she also didn't really have the awareness within her to overcompensate with her own kids. So she still held a lot of what she hadn't evolved through towards her own kids. So once she got her grandkids and she now lives with them, she overcompensates to the point that she is exhausted and she feels tired. But she makes them breakfast, she makes them lunch, she makes them dinner, she does the laundry, all of these things. These kids at one point didn't even know how to make fucking toast, right? So she overcompensated that way for her own core belief system to have that acceptance, to have that love that she had missed out on as a child and to ensure she didn't repeat past patterns. So not even that was she overcompensating for her own self, but she was overcompensating for the fact that she she had a more of a survive and lack mentality when it came to her own children. Therefore, she was rippling it through into her grandchildren by overcompensating and overproducing for their needs. And I've and it's not just her, you know, it doesn't have to just be your grandchildren. It could be your actual kids. I've I've seen parents do that in order to ensure that their kids know that they are loved all the time, you know? And if you find that you do things for your kids when your kids could be doing it themselves, I want you to try to take a step back. Ask yourself in that situation, what uh, why are you overcompensating at that age? What needs weren't meant for you or what weren't you shown that you feel that you need to ensure and overcompensate in when it comes to your own children? Just going to make sure I'm not blabbing away here. I don't even know how long this has been. I guess I'll finish off with um, teenagers are the same way, okay? If you've experienced trauma, at a teenage age, you will overcompensate that way with children. We don't we don't want to dread raising the next generation. We we don't want to dread interacting with the next generation. We want to stop overcompensating because when we overcompensate, we're not observing. We don't want to control because when we overcompensate, it almost looks like control for our children and we're teaching our children that we are very controlling individuals. We want to provide space and be the observer of people's of their of your children's feelings of I want you to sit there like a student. Sit there like a student when it comes to your children. That's exactly it. They're showing me like sitting there like a student and just observing and Seeing what you can learn from how your child interacts, from the body language of your child to their voice tone, what can you learn from them? And what is your inner child teaching you through your children? We can rebirth ourselves in many ways. 
at times we'll find that um, our shadow side comes out with our children, with whoever you're working with, right? That's the next generation. Our shadow side will come out. And then, you know, we think, oh my goodness, like, are we repeating patterns from our parents? Are we repeating ancestral patterns? (laughs) You can't sit there and say, I'm not going to fuck my children up. You know, maybe our parents sat there and thought they weren't fucking us up by ensuring that they didn't do this thing, but they did this thing. Or the thing is, is the minute that you catch it is the minute that you have the choice to evolve. You have the choice so that the next time it happens in that situation is brought up, you can respond from a different way. You can respond from a place of compassion and observation as well as what can I learn from this? What does my inner child, what sh- what does he or she or they, what can they learn from this? And come from a place of just discovery. We lose that inner child, that discovery of inner child and that wonderment of inner child when we suppress, when we are taught to suppress all of that shadow aspect of ourselves all of that anger and we are shamed and we are ridiculed and we, we, we put ourselves in a box and we shove that box real deep down. And so that all that we are is the conditioning on top of us. And then we live from this survive fear space of not wanting to be the way another person is. Therefore we mask who we actually are in front of the next generation. Therefore, you're teaching the next generation to not be themselves. And every child is so different, just as you are, just as every adult is so different. There is so much to learn in this life if you are open to learning, if you're open to observing and coming from that place of, oh, yes. That's amazing. I can't, I'm excited to, to learn what will come next. So are the children, are our next generation evolving us? Yes, they are evolving us. If you desire and are open to receiving evolution through the interaction of the younger generation, the younger generation are more open to their feelings. They are more open to want desiring what they like, desiring how they want to live in this world. If you were to just observe the next generation, you would learn so much about what it's like to be an unfiltered inner child in that moment from the minute that child is conceived all the way up even to 20 they have there they still have fragments of wonderment and inner child an unfiltered way of living and just a really deeper sense of feeling and intuitive guidance. And the more that we suppress them with the conditioning, 
that's around, it silences their intuition. It silences their their innate self. It silences that consciousness within them that is unfiltered. And believe me, it is the most beautiful fucking gift to have a child who is unfiltered. My, like I mentioned, my son is highly or high functioning autism. He has no fucking filter. Okay. <laughs> and yes, sometimes that there's, you know, there's like, okay, we need to like, we need to settle down a little bit. We need to calm, you know, but he teaches everybody acceptance and not just acceptance for him. He's teaching you acceptance for yourself and for your inner child. And I had a beautiful man that told me that. I think it was like two weeks ago. He said that he's like, your child. He's like, at first I was like, whoa, like he's like, he's a lot. He's like, but he's actually teaching me acceptance. And it's not even acceptance for my son. It's acceptance for that man, for who he is and that desire to be who he was from the beginning. So that's what our children do. They teach us, they guide us to being who you were at the beginning. That is what, that's what inner child work is. So if you want to learn more about the five steps to creation of creation to creation, if you want, you have this desire to learn more about how that core belief system creates all those steps into that outcome, into that universe. Sign up for, um, it's Awaken and Ascend. You can go on to www.diamondknow.com. Go on to the online courses. We have an Awaken and Ascend program that's, we're being it's offered in August with a 30 minute divine alignment session with me. And we dive deep into core belief systems with that 30 minute session. We talk about what is it that's blocking you from, from, from being your innate self. What is it that we need to heal within that core belief system? What do we need to start from scratch and rebuild? So you get a free 30 minutes with me when you sign up for that course for the month of August. So honestly, like you will not regret that, that course. It is so damn eye-opening and you are going to evolve so quickly with it. It's diamond did an amazing fucking job with it. So check it out and I will see you for next week's episode. Have a great one.